Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marvel Comics podcast here on the Weird Science Feed. And this is a Star Wars episode. As you just heard, I'm here with my man, I'm Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have Darth Vader number 27 this week in an issue that, I don't know, by the end, I think that it's one of those things. I don't know that people are going to go back to this story no. about Darth Vader on this planet there. And he's on, you know, the pod racer at points. But the big play of all of this is having Sabe there. So that's pretty big. It's just a weird play that it feels like Greg Pak might have been told to, you know, just tell this little side story and then we'll get back to bigger things because it doesn't feel big. And I think it's one of the things we said before. We kind of you know, we kind of want bigger stories from Darth Vader. You see, it feels like he's slumming it here as he goes to this planet <laughs> to shut down this machine that draws. Even that is so kind of vague and things like that. But. We do get a little Ochi in this. We do get Darth Vader ending up kind of being badass, but then ended up being saved by Sabe and, and kind of a, you know, what is she going to do, though? We kind of know what she's going to do. But yep. as we always say, go over to the Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website. We're at ScienceMarvelComics.com and then go to our Patreon to help us out for everything we do here on this feed at patreon.com slash weird science but we'll get right into this it is star wars darth vader number 27 written by greg pock art by rafael anko colors by carlos lopez letters by vcs joe caramagna the queen's heart i i'm gonna ask you later i'll, I'll even ask you now all right you think amidala looking up from heaven if if indeed that's what's going on right she's looking down saying to sabe Please save my Anakin. I know there's good in him. Do you, do you think that she would still think that at this point? Because no. I don't think she would. Not I think at all. that all the things that led to this. Now, Luke ends up having faith, at least that there's enough good in him to kind of save him and then, you know, kind of repent at the end. She would be watching Luke and Le- Leia. She wouldn't be watching Darth. Yeah, I think she that would... with this, it would have been like, well, I, I kind of thought there was good in them, but yeah, not much anymore. But <laughs> Sabe seems to think there might be. But after hearing the plight of Keister and Wall's community, Darth Vader and Sabe launch an attack on Governor Tontaza, a corrupt operative of Crimson Dawn. So I, just as an aside again, these names, like nobody's sitting there wondering about the plight of Keister and Wald. That you're not. And <laughs> Governor Tontaza is a name that we will forget the minute we cl- like immediately. There's not as it's not memorable overall, but overall there's that Darth Vader Sabe deal. That that's what you're going with. It just kind of keeps going. Where this issue, you'll, you'll hear. I don't mind this issue. It's just I want bigger things. The the that little bit right there shows me. Not a huge story for the Darth Vaders. Driven back by their pursuit, Governor Tontaza fled to her fortress, concealed within an artificial sandstorm. While Darth Vader boarded Tontaza's starship and made contact with his own, Sabe was left to the mercy of the deadly storm. Haunted by losses in his past, Darth Vader refused to abandon Sabe before ordering his command ship to destroy Tontaza's fortress. Darth Vader rushed into the storm and rescued his allies. So that's what we ended up having here. and. 
they don't know. And I'm saying they, all the rest of them, including Ochi, who's there looking almost like a Luke Skywalker. They're yep. looking around and he's wondering where the heck is Darth Vader? You know, did he survive? Oh, nobody could have survived that, but it's Darth Vader. Then the play is, I wonder if Sabe ended up surviving, but also the only one who cares about Keister is Wald. His buddy. So, well, I wonder if Keister made it. So they're talking about it, and you end up where, because of what Darth Vader did, communications are back up. You end up having Ochi. Well, then contact Vader. I mean, that's the big thing. I'm looking through these binoculars, try to get a hold of the guy, try to get a hold of everybody as the robots there, including Zed, are even starting to work their little deal of trying to. You know, go through the firewall of this fortress trying to get the things. And and then Vader, Sabe, and Keister do kind of walk out of the mist. But even then, it felt so anticlimactic as they just walk out. Like, the idea of seeing... You should have seen them come out in Ochi's binoculars as he's watching and see yeah, this the badass yeah. move, right? Yep. And even have a full page of them kind of coming out and like, oh, my God. You know, Vader, he he's alive. And then, then you say, oh, I guess Keister, you know, I guess he didn't. Oh, there's Keister. All right. Hey, there's Sabe. But you end up, it's just like, boom, okay, they're back. And you end up everybody greeting people. And the idea that Keister does say to Walt, listen, <laughs> I got saved, but I think I got lucky. I think it was more of a proximity deal. He was trying to save Sabe. And that was very obvious. And it's it's a cool thing that, you know, Keister was able to realize that because then it does accentuate the idea that, yeah, without Sabe there, it's Vader wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, so, even though it's his childhood friend, he still didn't care. Exactly. About him. Now, with that, I'd like to think that Keister does not understand what's really going on here. And I do think that maybe Vader kind of did because Vader himself. He's not one of those, oh, he saved me because I was close to Sabe. Now, that doesn't matter. He would just walk right by you. But I think that he might have had a smidgen. And I think that that's what we're playing with here, especially by the end when Sabe starting to think, is there good in him? Was Amadella right? Was she wrong? Because she does by the end. I thought that the best play here is the character work with Sabe, who at this point, she's not just running around as an ex-handmaiden that wants to keep going with the Amadala legacy. Yeah. She's decided that Amadala wasn't right for everything. And just again, they, we've gotten away from the whole idea of Crimson Dawn and getting into that, trying to get the Emperor. I mean, there's a lot going on with Sabe anyway, and that kind of leads to what is a weird cliffhanger. Uh, we'll talk about that obviously when we get to it. Yeah. It's just more confusing or head, you know, scratching my head like what? So with all that, they still end up having to take down this death machine, this fortress, and if anything in this feels like it's padding. It is this idea of taking down this fortress. Me and you kind of thought that it might have been done already. Yeah. Thought that when you end up definitely. blasting and everything went down, I thought it was. And so what you end up having is all of this going on, including, I'm telling you, Tontaza, who is in this fortress. They're sucking the energy out of the planet, but then are able to fashion it into the energy that's their shield so that a full, and didn't you think at the one point, the idea that a Star Destroyer shooting down at this thing is so immense that if it didn't break through the shielding, I think it would still hit a mile 
around it. It would be yeah, like in this create crater. a big crater. Yeah, but, big yeah crater. and it would be stuck. I don't think that this thing is that mobile. It would have been end up where it's stuck in a crater, half you know knocked over. But it seems like very small when it hits this. Now this thing is pretty big, but you do get a scope of the size. And I see Darth Vader. I see you know his little robot there. It's not that big. But in this, you end up having the robots. They're trying to figure out things. They get the plans and they find out it's kind of like the ADATs on Hoth. You have to figure out what is the you know thing, or even the Death Star itself in New Hope. They get yeah, the plans find and out what figure the weakness out is. what is the weakness, and they're yeah. able to find out right away. I actually thought right away is it's got to be the bottom because that's bringing in the energy. Though if you get there, so I thought Darth Vader was going to start digging. <laughs> just well, pop you, up, right? Instead of doing direct hits, you could have just shot around it, pushed it into a crater, knock it over on its Falls side. Over, boom. Yeah. And then and then shoot it. I thought maybe you did almost like an Ada where you end up yeah, you know, it getting up. its legs and trip it. But you end up where Ochi's back with his binoculars. He likes those things. I think that that's Ochi's move to try to pretend he's doing something. He's actually <laughs> online. He, he's online shopping right there on those binoculars. He's on eBay. He's like, all right, I see something, Vader. What he sees is a Transformer that he wanted to get from back in the day. So you end (laughs) up, though, where they're trying to figure it out. Okay, below is the deal. This is how they're going. But we also see these other things. They don't fully say what their plan is. But you end up with Darth Vader going off with M7B, you know, the astromech where they're going to go. And it's kind of I like the little plays here where you get. Okay, that's kind of like that, because even with the Vader's put his lightsaber into M7B, kind of like Luke in Return of the Jedi. It's something that that R2-D2 would do. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. And, you know, you had that on the sail barge with Jabba in Return Mm -hmm. of the Jedi. So it's kind of a a neat play. And if that's the case, maybe Greg Pox is playing the idea like father, like son, because Luke will end up doing that in the near future, though he doesn't see it. But that is kind of the plan there as Darth Vader and like I said M7B they head off into the dust to go take this down as everybody has to scatter this thing I like the idea they're like oh my god this thing is going to get us it's a death machine as if you have to stand there and let it run you over because they're like oh my god all of the death from below like you can move all over well it like seems like it has feet, right? like uh 50 yard radius around yeah. it maybe I mean, that you gets have to get up. away from it it reminds yeah. me of prometheus when you have that spinning death wheel oh Ugh. no and they're running away in a direct line oh they can't outrun it i'm like just go t- 10 feet to the side please but they yell go into the forest so you know and sabe is is stepping up to do that so then they you go off and when you go there's like weird plays here where darth vader ends up running into what seems to be a bunch of alien animals that I are mean, I gotta be honest, I it. was happy that they got exterminated. These guys. Yeah, look at those things. They don't look They happy. look like they came out of the pits of hell, these Yeah, things. really. I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, please, get rid of them. They did something good. Uh, but the big deal then is Darth Vader just walking past them because he's Darth Vader goes right up to this fortress. Uh, again, reminds me a little of, I know not everybody loves it, but it does remind me of, say, Luke, in the last Jedi deal where you have the whole entire, like that whole empire deal. And Luke's just standing there by himself. And Darth at one point, I swear to God, I thought he bowed down as if like he was giving up. He went down on a knee. It looks like, what is he doing? 
I think he's pain. He's in pain. I mean, he's going. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's you weird know. because he's just walking straight through, and then all of a sudden he gets there. Like uh, it's weird play. I think maybe he's playing it up as well. He might be doing a little method acting here. Did he even need to get that close? I mean, he can. Uh, he, I, he I, can I guess you're doing this where you have to get underneath with the saber. You could. But did he need droid. to be there though? I, I guess he's going to jump up in, so he wanted yeah, to be there. So it's true. You end up where. You know, this whole play and nobody learns this. Why? There has to be somebody where they come up and they're like, oh, my God, Darth Vader is right there. And they <laughs> say, oh, and, and somebody says to them, don't worry about Darth Vader. Like we have this fortress. No, no. They would turn. I'm gone. I, they would see the dust kicking as I'm Run running out away. The back because door, running yeah, away. It does not matter. Whatever you have, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And again, though. It plays off a little bit, I think. And I think that that the idea of kind of the cleverness of this kind of filler issue is some of the things happening. Again, you have where somebody is saying to Vader, at least, you know, at Vader, he doesn't hear it, but the idea of a technological terror. Oh, my God, he can't do anything. We have this. It's the same as when they were describing the Death Star. And Darth Vader got mad then. Like, these things don't matter to Darth Vader. He has the dark side of the Force. They'll never understand that. And nobody learns their lesson. Nobody ever learns their lesson. You don't go against Vader. If that's there, I am making this thing take a hard right, and I'm (laughs) running the heck out of there. We'll get back to sucking the planet off in a second. Get out of there. (laughs) But you end up where they're just taunting it. I got a question. Is everybody on the ship Crimson Dawn or just the governor? Wouldn't wouldn't these guys be saying, "Hey, that's Darth Vader. I don't want yeah, the Emperor coming after me." Yeah, I guess they must be all Crimson Dawn sympathizers because, yeah, you're actually going against a big deal. Yeah. You might you're think signing, I'm you're, in trouble. Yeah, I mean, death. yeah, really, your death warrant, or at yeah. least you know, getting fired. I I guess they're all there. It's kind of guess you're not supposed to think of that, but <laughs> you end up having the astromech go and shoot the lightsaber up into the ship. Where then Darth Vader starts using the force to kind of swing it around and go. It's it's kind of a neat play, but because you can't really see what's happening with it, eh, it kind of happens. jams it in there know? and runs it around, I guess. Yeah, he like, runs it around, but without being able, I would have loved to have seen that lightsaber going down hallways and opening doors, peeking yeah. around corners. It would be great. I'd Actually, I'd like to see a bunch of just schmucks running away from it as it's chasing them down the hall. Ah! Running. <laughs> Some guy, poor guy comes out of the bathroom. He's like wiping his ah! and ends up slicing <laughs> him. But it ends up going for the power core. So this is the plan. They had the plans. And they even say, oh, my God, I had the plan. They have the plans. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Again, in this, at this point, I'm running. I'm getting out of there. I'm changing my name. Tantaza. I am getting out of there. I'll call myself Sustanza or something. <laughs> Get the heck out of there. No, no. She decides, oh, Vader's in the Vader has now pretty much crippled this thing that we thought nobody ever could do. And he did it while standing outside. Now he's in. He's come in. I'll fight it because I have this power suit. Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah, please, somebody get a hold of Tantazis. <laughs> Whoever made this suit, did they forget the helmet? Every, well, Lex Luthor does it. I mean, other than him, just put, put, a, put a helmet on. Here's, here's where I'll go with the Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is going against usually, for the most part, Superman, who doesn't <laughs> kill. So you want to be able to taunt. You want Superman to see you because he's not going to kill you. Darth Vader will. The funny play is, you almost get the deal in my mind. 
believe that, like, if I'm going to play the, the devil's advocate and say it's a good thing, maybe it's the idea where Darth Vader ends up seeing the head. And that's too easy because he's Darth Vader, so he'll go after the other parts. But it doesn't matter because he slices and that. This, this suit's not going to work. It's nonsense. Why have a suit if you're not going to protect your head? Look at that guy. It's so ridiculously crazy. This, this, that gun. Um, this, this thing would tip over. So it's so <laughs> over the top. It's kind of comical. Again, It's like though, an Iron Man villain. Kind it of. is. Again, and it is. It's the Darth Vader buster suit is yeah, all it go. is. And so when she does that, I think you're really quick. Greg Puck keeps pushing these things up. Again, it's another technological wonder. It's another terroristic you know, kind of machine that Darth Vader does not care about. And it looks like, hey, I'm going to make a Darth Vader soup and I'm going to soup it up. This is the 90s version of the Darth Vader suit, it seems. So that's not going to work. Darth Vader is just going to, and he does. He's like, look at her when she gets in. I can't even see how you can even walk. Then she ends up getting powered up by the, the planet energy. I don't know what that really does. She got plugged into the main mainline energy and it boosted her up. It ends up where the guy even says, you can't do that. You're going <laughs> to blow much. up, whatever. It's too much. It doesn't matter because Darth Vader's just going to kill you. I love when he just ends up levitating her up. She can't even turn around. Look at her in that thing. Well, I had a question about that, too. I think she flies away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that he was, yeah, maybe that she's getting out. Because it says Voosh at the bottom and has jetpack stuff Yeah, I on. actually thought that he was levitating. I think she but bounced. she does say... You know, you'll destroy yourself. And then he's like, no, I have destroyed everything you have built. You will never challenge. Everything blows up around. So maybe she. <laughs> why do we need her to get out? I mean, seriously, if, if she like, really, I don't need her anymore. Where would her like looking at the suit and how tall she is? Her her legs are not reaching the bottom of that thing, right? Like, they're no, I, I'm telling you, it is like, you know, me there. Actually, what it is is like, you know, three short guys in, in a trench coat yeah, going exactly. to the movies, right? Yeah. That whole yeah. gag. But. I love the idea that Darth Vader, he's nothing stops Vader, including his trash talk, that he says, you will never challenge. There's an explosion, another explosion. He gets knocked over. Everything's falling apart. He's laying there and continues, my power. Mm -hmm. Tell you, nobody's there. He had to, to finish his sentence. He had to finish his <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Sal Bay is there because they all go in and the, the big reports reporting back to everybody. Oh, my God, I think Vader's close to death. I got to see, and you end up seeing that, unfortunately for all of us, his mask, the eye, ended up being shattered by that explosion. So we see the awfulness underneath. Yeah. I think that Sabe just threw up in her mouth. She <laughs> looks in and like, he's not dead yet. And this is the big play. Should she kill him? Now, really? Maybe. I mean, she, at first, yes, they she blamed Darth him. Vader. And remember the whole play of blaming Darth for the, the death of Amidala, then realizing it was Anakin. But this is when she says, Amidala, uh, you know, I followed everything she said to the T. I thought that everything she said was right. I realized that it's not the case anymore. But she did say there was good in you and that she wanted me to make sure that I ended up finding it. I'm not so sure, but maybe one last time we'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll give you one last chance. And, you know, she says, I'll trust Amidala's judgment this one last time. I'm looking like Vader's eyes moving because his suit is completely offline. She's going to plug him into the main line. Now, even though everything was blowing up, I don't know how all of this ends up being okay. But you end up where <laughs> she says that. I know for a fact Darth Vader's looking, thinking, you fool. <laughs> He's like, no, there is no good to me. But yeah, plug me in. I'm not going to say crap here. You plug me in. 
how would it even plug in? Is it the right connection? Like USB-C? <laughs> I sit here and I'm trying to connect my monitor and you to can't. my new computer. And it took me like three days to yeah, get Yeah, it was a whole ordeal. Oh, yeah. my God. God, it was the worst. I'm like, what? I, there's connections that I didn't even know were connections. I'm like, really? What are all these pins doing on this? But yet you could just plug right in from a, I don't know, some exploding fortress. Boom, right in the Vader. Who then also, I don't know, probably gets too supercharged. He's all fired up. But yeah, they end up, he's alive. They end up blowing up this fortress. We're not sure, but you're probably right. The lieutenant, the governor gets away. I, I Why? Seriously, we'll see her again. But then Zed ends up continuing to check into things. Oh my God, where did this all come from? We're breaking in through firewalls, and they realize that the orders that kept going to this fortress, and in particular into Tantaza, were coming directly from the Emperor. And at the end, that's not really a shock to anybody, especially as we're going through these. It's weird, though. The idea now, we're starting to get so, you know, convoluted in our things of, okay, even Sabe, she's helping Vader get the Emperor, but she's Crimson Dawn, but doesn't like Crimson Dawn. She's going to go against them, but with Vader. And then you have the Emperor doing every sort of play. He's going to kill everybody that's Crimson Dawn, but the Crimson Dawn might be there to mess with Vader. But then to mess with Vader, let's do this. It's starting to get really intricate with what's going on. But at the end, you just realize, here's, here's how you spell it out. The Emperor always Fs with Vader. That That's it. He keeps much doing it, yeah. this stuff and seems to maybe know something. It's so weird. But at the end, you end up where the, oh, man, the, the whole call was from Coruscant. Oh, man, it was from this code. Oh, no, it's the Emperor. And then at the end, you have Vader who could barely stand walking with Sabe. He says, uh, why do you smile, handmaiden? Because, my lord, now I know why I saved you. I'm like, all right, let me know. Because is it just to just go after the emperor? It has to be. And all of this going down, the the big problem is we kind of know that nothing happens. You know, you always have that thing at the back of your mind where we know how Return of the Jedi starts out. So with that, you almost feel bad, like, oh, what's going to happen to Sabe? Then the, the next deal you end up seeing you know, the emperor there with look looks like full out Amidala there, kind of oh, like up exactly the mind, like probably, right? And, though it's the Amidala who's been drinking too much. Look at that red <laughs> nose. <laughs> She's been hitting the bottle. I'd have a red nose if that creep was holding my shoulder. Seriously, like the that. creep there holding your shoulder, also, you're married to Darth Vader. I mean, seriously, even if you are dead, you got to be in Paris. So, with all of that, though, I, I didn't <laughs> mind it. There was a lot of no. nonsense going on. And it's weird because the story, like I said at the beginning, it's not big enough in my mind for a Vader thing that went this long. But you still ended up Vader being badass by the end. I mean, he ends up doing the things we like to see from Vader. It's just, yeah, Tantaza and this foot never really, really. Did you have any sort of tension? Oh my God, this poor planet is getting all the energy sucked not out at of all. it. You're like, no, then Piet's above shooting down. He kind of just kind of is just hanging. I mean, by the end there, when you fire Piet, and he fire, it's not working. All right, just hang tight. Yeah, he gives up on it. Fire again, maybe. If you want to kill a fortress, you got to do it yourself, says Vader as he goes <laughs> off. But yeah, weird deal. Weird deal overall. But 
I don't know. I still liked it enough. I thought that Vader did I, have to be saved, and that's uncharacteristic. He had to be saved by somebody. And it almost is like the idea that, okay, you saved me. Well, now I saved you. We're even. But Sabe doesn't say that. But that is true. And she could have left him there. She could have killed him. He could have done whatever. He was out. That suit was out, and she did save him. But it him. seems like every episode, issue ends with her, like, happy to be with him. Like, she's smiling now. And again, I think that what we're going to play is, is that he's become connected to her, not as much as Amadella, but getting there. And then the Emperor just screw with it again and end up like, that's how the Emperor does it. And the Emperor's got to kill her. And it's funny, too, because I think that the play here might be because he was so obsessed with Luke. Remember, he's just going around. Every time he's supposed to be somewhere, he was going after Luke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so the emperor got mad and said, I'm going to end this. But he can't end Luke. So you have to do something else to really get Vader mad to the point when when we see Return of the Jedi. And it's kind of a neat deal when you're reading these. And then if you go watch Return of the Jedi and see Vader, you know, spoiler alert go and attack the emperor. You can put all this stuff in your mind of, okay, that's this one's for Sabe. This yep. one's for Amadella. This one's for Luke. All those things going down kind of do end up making it a cool deal. And yeah, you're you're just pushing more and more of Vader really getting pissed at the Emperor and really, and the Emperor can't see it coming. He seems to think that this is all fun and games, so it'll bite him in the butt eventually. Uh, but I thought the art was pretty good too. So everything yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, what would you give it? I'd give it a solid eight. I yeah, I'm giving it an eight as well. Eight out of ten is my yeah. score. Uh, which is, I think, a little bit up from some of the recent issues. So hopefully this goes on. I'm glad that we're kind of done this story. I want to see what goes on. And when you say maybe Sabe and Darth Vader, you know, putting their eyes and the sights on the Emperor, that's pretty cool. But the Emperor will be on the screw. I think that even at the point where you might have, this is just me with a crystal ball, we're going to get a very Luke-esque type deal where Vader would be able to save Sabe if he goes and, and he doesn't do it this time. He ends up allowing the Emperor pretty much to take down Sabe, yeah. and that's probably in his mind later than I can't let this go on again, especially with Luke. Yeah, she's going to be the sacrificial lamb. It's going to be horrific, too. Yeah, and I think it's going to be very similar, like, okay, I'm going to turn her, I'm going to do this, because he keeps saying the Emperor likes to mess with things, but needs to get rid of Darth Vader's distractions. He did the, That's what he said with Luke. You're distracted. You can't do this. You can't. And tried to do something there, but I think he'll be able to do it with Sabe. Because we don't mm-hmm. see Sabe much later. Nope. So you got to worry about that. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the books this week. Little shout out to Andrew in Belfast. He ended up saying uh, that he enjoys listening to the Star Wars podcast because nice. we're fans, but not caught up in the fandom, he said. I think that summarizes it pretty correctly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I worry sometimes that people think, oh, look at these schmucks. But we (laughs) love Star Wars in general. I don't love everything about it. And recently, the -the over-the-top fandom and fights ends up turning me off. So I kind of pull back. Uh, What gets me is the idea that if you don't love everything, then you're not a Star Wars fan. That's not true with anything. That's kind of the deal that gets on my nerves. But with all that, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Matt. And we will talk to you all next week. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.